save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Sometimes you feel lost and far from home Then with just one kiss You're a king on a throne It can make you soar like an eagle Or it can make you feel meek as a dove But oh Some fools don't know what they've got till it's gone The very one you think will never hurt you Always seems to be the one that does But oh, that's the thing about love You can't have it So there you had your first number one 
hit song, That's the Thing About Love, in 1984. But let's talk about That's the Thing About Love. What's a co-write with Richard Lee, who wrote Don't It Make Your Brown Eyes Blue. Um, Richard's just a really great songwriter, and we hit it off and started writing a lot together. And um, my first B.B. King cut was a co-write with Richard as well. But at the time that that was um, a hit, I just met Garth Fundus, and he produced the record, and uh, he had me come over and hear it at the studio. It's the first time Don Williams had ever had a saxophone on his record. And the saxophone was played by Jim Horn, who I'd met when I was doing my records in, in Hollywood. He was working on a Beach Boys record at the same time that we were recording in the other room. And so it was thrilled to have that and to see that thing climb the charts all the way. And it was the song that got me out of the worst rent house in Nashville and allowed me to be able to buy my first house. So you've written a lot, a lot of love songs that have been recorded, and this is obviously one of them. That's the thing about love by Don Williams. Tell me, like, it's not the easiest thing to write a love song, but it comes so naturally for you, and you come at the topic from so many different angles. Like, how do you keep writing love songs, and where does the inspiration for it come, and where did this inspiration come from on That's the Thing About Love? Well, it was an idea for a song. It sounded like a song title. You know, it's not like it was from direct personal experience or anything. It just, you know, it's just the nature of it can be everything and it can disappear as quickly as it came and that kind of commentary on love. But to the question of, um, yeah, I've got so many songs with love in the title. It's, you know, I guess I'd like to think that, you know, I have been, with the same woman since you know we met when when we were 18 at North Texas State and we've been married for 47 going on 48 years so all right i got to ask you what is the secret for our listeners to making a a love last that long oh probably um karmic luck <laughs> you know what i mean there's no explaining the past life connection that we've been there, done that before, and we're very comfortable with each other. And uh, it's really that she's one of the most remarkable people I've ever encountered anywhere. Barbara, is it? Barbara, yeah. She's, she's amazing. She has a nonprofit parenting organization called Attachment Parenting International, and it's, uh, you know, there's chapters of it all over. The world, actually, we, we've been going to Athens, Greece, for the last three years uh, for her to do teacher training there, and then she's also done that in South America. But they're they're changing the name of the organization to Nurture, and that's what it'll be known as in the future. But but aside from that, she's a wonderful mother, and and she's my best friend, and so I'm I'm a really lucky guy. So wow, sounds like it. So did she? in particular, inspire any of your love songs? Well, really, she, all of them, the positive ones. And then, you know, the thing is, I mean, I would write breaking up songs or losing love songs. M my parents divorced when I was 12 years old. So I, I saw that, that side of it as well. And uh, 
you know, it's the nature of country music. You're writing love songs, you know. Of course, you know, that changes. I mean, it's been beer songs here for the last 20 years, I guess. But. Right. Did you and Richard Lee sit down and say, let's write a love song today? No, I think we started playing some changes that we we liked and then just kind of the whimsical nature of, whoa, that's the thing about love is like you're, you can't do anything about it. It's just you get what you get. I really like this line. Well, next time you come in a natural flow, deep in the feelings with your heart all aglow. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, what's a natural flow? But that sounds cool. Yeah, you know, um, I actually came up with those lines because Richard would remind me later that those were lines that I I came up with. But I think he's the one that said something about your heart all aglow because I think I thought, well, that's weird or something, you know. But anyway, it, it worked, and it's a real special song for me. You know, it's like, a, and it was particularly great for me because I was playing with Bobby Bear at the time and we were playing in New York City at Lone Star Cafe and uh, I was on the bus and and Bobby came on the bus and he had a USA Today paper and in the little corner of the USA Today it had a picture of Don Williams and said that's the thing about love was number one and and Bear said we get back to Nashville you got to help me find a guitar player because you need to stay in town and and write songs all the time while you got some momentum. And oh, that was nice of him to yeah. understand. And so I mean, we we got back, and I, I've got Mark uh, Max D. Barnes' son, Max T. Barnes. Uh, in an hour's time, I could show him everything about Bears' gig. You know, if you had the Detroit City lick down here, you pretty much got the gig figured out. <laughs> but I love Bear, and he was very generous to do that. The Detroit City Lick, that's the... Uh... Yeah, you know how that goes. You know. The Mitch Ryder Lick? No, no, no. Uh, last night I went to sleep in Detroit City. I got it, got it, got it. I just... And I dreamed about those cotton fields back home, you know. You had that, you could do most of Bobby's... Uh... Well, I, you know, I love Bobby Perry. I was a fan of his from way back. And around that time, Rodney Crowell had produced a record on it. And I'd been playing with Guy Clark. That was my first gig. Was, uh, I played with Guy for about three years when I first got to Nashville. And then I started doing this gig with Bear right after I played with Billy Joe Shaver for about six or eight months or so. So this song goes to number one. Do you have a number one party? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, we had a number one party uh, at Tree, and then uh, the president of Tree, the the lady that ran it, Donna Hilly, and then the uh, the other publisher, which was at that time it was Jimmy Gilmer, that was uh, running Richard Lee's publishing company, CBS Songs. They took us out for a really great dinner, and you know we had some celebrations around it. It was, it was fun. 